This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, May 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. The fiscal side of climate impacts, heat drives safety concerns, and Senate Dems set food priorities for next aid package. Bill aims to study climate impacts before they collapse ag. The state Senate heard a new bill this week that seeks to gather more data on the potential fiscal impact of climate change in California. The state has, quote, a very good sense of the science, but needs a sector-by-sector analysis of the fiscal liabilities, according to the bill's author, Senator Harry Stern, who represents a section of the Los Angeles suburbs. In a committee hearing, Stern called the issue a matter of getting ahead of drought, floods, and sea level rise, and the extreme heat affecting farm labor productivity. Senator Ann Cavarello of Salinas suggested the reports include ag's role in sequestering carbon and that the CDFA be consulted. Stern agreed, calling ag the tip of the spear. The mega drought is here now, he said. Groundwater subsidence is here right now. The potential following of farmland, it's all very scary. The measure, Senate Bill 1320, passed with one no vote but no other opposition. In a statement of support, the California Climate and Agriculture Network pointed to food system risks, writing, do we have the regional diversity of farmers, food processors, and distributors that we need to withstand shocks to our food system? The biggest concern for the bill is funding the measure during a recession. Stern said the cost for climate change outweigh the price for research. An extreme flood, for example, could cost California more than $700 billion. The disruptions to urban areas and agriculture lands alike would break California, he said. And on that note, Stern also responded to arguments against putting a proposed $5 billion climate bond on the ballot in November. He said that debate, quote, really mistakes the scope of the fight that we're in. With temps hitting 108, labor group raises alarm over shade. United Farm Workers worried yesterday that not all growers will be able to supply enough shade for farm workers while maintaining social distance. Recent Cal OSHA guidelines call for additional seeding and shade structures to maintain six feet of separation to prevent the spread of COVID-19. In its statement, the labor group also worried masks could cause breathing difficulties and dehydration in the extreme heat. It called on Cal OSHA to beef up enforcement. Broadband plays a role in COVID response at fairs. CDFA is a leading in effort to collect more data on broadband access at fairgrounds. When the pandemic hit, those details helped the state tap into fairs for staging emergency operations, said CDFA Deputy Secretary Arturo Barajas during a meeting of the California Broadband Council yesterday. Barajas said knowing which fairs are connected informed the decision-making for which fairs to activate. You can read about the proposed budget impacts on fairs and our latest reports at agripulse.com. On that note, Land Lake CEO Beth Ford said in a Washington Post Live interview yesterday that the most immediate and urgent investment that must be made as a country is in broadband 
and technology in rural communities. Novel Ideas Mark $8 Billion Food System Relief Plan Senate Democrats are laying out their priorities for addressing the food supply chain in the next coronavirus relief bill. They include some innovative measures that would, among other things, use restaurants to prepare meals for the needy. The $8 billion Food Supply Protection Act also would fund protective gear for workers on farms and in food processing plants, as well as help processors retool to sell to new markets. Why it matters? Well, the proposals will have legs. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York is a co-sponsor of the bill, as well as every Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, led by ranking member Debbie Stabenow. It's notable that the bill would allocate about a billion dollars to state and tribes to carry out feeding projects. Such funding is usually routed solely through USDA. The foods targeted by the bill, meat, produce, dairy products, and eggs, are among the same commodities featured in Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue's Farmers to Families Food Box Program. Keep in mind, the bill doesn't authorize additional direct payments to farmers, but there is already significant support for that in the Senate. The House-passed HEROES Act authorized $16.5 $16.5 billion in additional direct payments on top of the $16 billion already going out to farmers. You can read about the bill more at agripulse.com. FDA looks to monitor farm and processor closures. FDA is asking food facilities and farms to report temporary closures to the agency so it can keep up with what's happening in the food supply chain and provide help where needed. In many cases, the FDA may not be aware that firms are temporarily closed or need to close as a result of the pandemic, the agency said. More rapid and specific notification regarding the status of FDA-regulated establishments will help FDA understand the current status of the food supply and address challenges food producers are facing during the pandemic. The guidance does not apply to restaurants and retail food establishments. Congressman fears mental health challenges. A doctor who serves on the House Agriculture Committee says he's more concerned about the mental health of farmers hit by the economic impact of COVID-19 than the virus itself. Republican Roger Marshall of Kansas says the stress is real. He said, quote, I don't have to tell you folks, fifth, sixth, seventh generation farmers are going to lose it all because our packing plants are stalled and we're backed up, he said on a Western Caucus webinar yesterday. Marshall also said rural areas need more funding to keep resident physicians in those areas. Organic Group challenges USDA analysis. The Organic Trade Association is making the case that USDA incorrectly assessed the cost and benefits of an animal welfare rule that was withdrawn in 2018. A federal judge in March granted the department's request to correct a series of flaws in the cost-benefit analysis in both the original rule and the withdrawal action. USDA was given 180 days to publish a final rule, quote, fully explaining its updated cost-benefit analysis. The request for comment went out April 23rd. In its comments to USDA, OTA says USDA overstates the mortality from organic egg producers and understates the amount consumers would be willing to pay for eggs from hens given outdoor access and not forced to molt. 
OTA also says the 30-day comment period on the department's analysis is insufficient. Here's today's He Said It. We've talked so much about heroes, our frontline essential workers, our food supply chain workers, our first responders, our health care workers, our teachers, and classified workers. They literally are feeding us, teaching our kids, keeping us safe, keeping us healthy, and in so many cases, keeping us alive. And many of them stand to lose so much from the proposed cuts in this budget. That assembly member, Rob Bonta of Almeida, during a special assembly floor session on the budget on Tuesday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, May 28th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.